0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Witch Talk. I'm back with the lovely Lynn Stevens. Hello, Lynn. Hi, how you doing,
1: Amy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. How
0: was your holiday season?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, pretty uneventful, actually. Um, Yule and Christmas were, were nice. I had my, both my kids were here with me, so that was really good. I enjoyed that. But for that's awesome. For New Year's, we were just kind of waiting for the clock to turn midnight, and then we're like, okay, good night, go to bed.
0: <laughs> it was more staying up to say that you've made it that long. It was the same here, too. Yeah, we even
1: had, like, uh, we got a bottle of champagne, and mm-hmm. it wasn't even cracked open. It's like, nah, screw it, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I think the whole season was just, well... It is what it is now these days, I guess, right? And I think, uh, you know, it was great for me too. I worked most of it, but um, just the being the three of us that are in the house, just being that what it was, was really, it was okay you know what I
1: mean well, yeah, and I had, think it was really good like you said you had the Noel market so that had you busy so it must have been nice to just not do anything and just kind of be there with your family
0: yeah it was good and you're right the Noel market you know really took a lot of energy because it's a lot of people every day all day right mm-hmm. so yeah it was uh it was an experience through the holiday season for me that I haven't had before so I'm glad that I've had it, and I'm grateful for it. So tonight, we're going to continue on our divination journey, but and talk about scrying. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to be honest and say this is not a subject I know a whole lot about. So, um, I think if we take it from a beginner standpoint, I might be able to contribute here because I have done it mm-hmm. just by accident
1: before. By happenstance. So.
0: Yeah, it was kind of strange. Um, It really was an accident. Uh, But we can get to that later. I want to hear from you. um, You know, the, the important things that we should know about scrying.
1: Okay. Well, scrying in and of itself is actually a form of divination. So all forms of divination can be scrying. But the difference between doing divination with, say, cards or runes or some sort of system that's already in place, scrying is a little bit different in that you don't really have an established set of symbols that someone else has given you to rely on. Okay. Right. So, and also another thing the difference between divining with a series of something, whether, like I said, it's runes or cards or bones, and actually scrying is that scrying is done just with a simple vessel and a reflective surface. It doesn't actually have to be reflective, but that's the most common. And it's probably the easiest to use.
0: So we're talking like mirrors,
1: stones, scrangles, crystal ball, yep. bowls with water in them, cups with water in them. Okay. Uh, you can actually use if you're near a body of water, like a lake or a pond or something, you can actually use that. Oh. And uh, you know, or bathtubs, right, Amy? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that, it just happened. There was bathtub. I was in the bathtub. <laughs> okay, I'll try. Okay. So I was in. I was in the bathtub, and I actually had a candle lit as well, um, and I had just completed a guided meditation. But I think I was still. I don't still know. Still in that meditative you know, in that, Yeah. Yeah. I. Th- I was still. I still felt like I was kind of floating, and I was gazing um, into the flame, and I—it was like I got sucked in to the fire, into the middle of the flame, right? And um, in that moment, I looked beside me, and there was a cloaked man and i knew it to be my husband it felt like a past like something that had happened before Mm -hmm. i don't know if it was a past life or or what it was and i could see kind of like an out of myself um like a like a silhouette of myself um and often the, like, kind of looking forward, I guess, there was um, rimmed with trees and some water and a cottage kind of off to the left. And that man and I continue to walk. I, like I said, I believe it to be my husband. And we walked to the water. <laughs> this is really weird. And I... I, I started to gaze into the water look into the water and I found that in this meditation or whatever state that I was in um, I was a- able to lift the water and I lifted the
1: water in my bathroom so we're going to have to talk about telekinesis eventually then <laughs>
0: But it was kind of like a series of things, it happened very quickly um, and that when that water um, splashed and let go, that energy let go, immediately I was no longer in that place. So it was all really by accident Mm -hmm. and I haven't had an experience like that since. So what can you tell me about that?
1: So if we're talking about scrying as a form of divination that's something a little different the thing that you've experienced would be similar to like the oracles of delphi where they would see pictures images impressions of scenes that would play out mm-hmm. right so this is also a type of divination it's just a very specific type right and that's actually.
0: So- And that's the difference between scrying and another form of divination, then, is what you're saying, right? right? because
1: you're the one that's connecting to the pictures and the images, whereas if you're using a a typical divination system, the pictures and symbols are already there for you, and you have to interpret from those symbols, whereas Uh scrying can be... Um, disjointed thoughts and feelings or it can be an entire scene that plays out in front of you and from there you take the different feelings, impressions and symbols that you get from it and you interpret the message from there so really you don't have a framework that somebody else has created when you scribe
0: So it's more of a free form of divination, I guess, for lack of a better term. Mm. We have a term for that. Yeah, I
1: suppose it's more free form because when you use runes and cards and stuff, it is still open to interpretation depending on how the cards fall. So when you get a vision or an expression of something through scrying, you still have to take the impressions that you're getting and put them into something that makes sense. Well, actually it doesn't have to make sense, but put them into words <laughs> if you will. So so then journaling after scrying is important. It is super important and actually one of the things that I was taught when I was younger, I had somebody that used to scry all the time and I was just kind of learning and I said the best thing to do is find somebody that you trust or that you're comfortable with when you decide to go into your trance for scrying have someone there with a notebook or a recorder or something that is either writing down everything you're saying as you're saying it or recording it because what ends up happening is if you're trying to do it you break your trance so, scrying is a form of transit meditation. Okay. Right. So, the fact that, like, with your experience, you had meditated and you were still in that meditative state. And to a certain point, divination of any kind is an altered state in a way that your your brain waves, your brain physiology is slightly different because you're more receptive to messages. Right? Okay. So,
0: if, so that would be like the activation of
1: your pineal yes. gland? Yeah. That's right. Your third okay. eye, your pineal gland. And so the, the reason why you would want somebody else there is because you try to edit yourself. So even if you have a recorder and you're recording yourself, when you go to play it back to write down the different symbols and figure out what they meant, you're going to go, well, I have no idea what this is. And I, you know, I'll scratch this off the list. But if you have somebody there that's able to help you process everything, they'll be like, no, no, you told me (laughs) that everything I wrote down, we had to figure out. Right. So if you have a journal or a notebook where you can write down the different things that come up. And the reason why you want to do it during. Then this is like the first couple of mm-hmm. times. Like afterwards, once you get used to it, you can do it yourself, obviously. I'm talking about when you first start out. Um, the reason okay. why you you would do this and you write down the symbols and all that is because as you keep going, certain things might reoccur might crop up again so then you actually have to start taking notice it's like what does this actually mean to me scrying is very personal divination is very personal the symbols that you create are of your own interpretation doesn't matter if you're scrying for yourself or someone else
0: now scrying for someone else um, you would say, I would, I, I guess I want to ask, is that something you would do once you've really, you know, learned, um, or learned a good solid foundation in scrying for yourself?
1: Uh, not necessarily. Uh, depending on the okay. person, if you're scrying for someone else and you're sitting in an atmosphere where they're open and receptive, um... Mm-hmm. A lot of times you won't scribe for someone who hasn't requested it I find you know what I mean (laughs) you know
0: there's that um, use your magic wisely
1: (laughs) don't don't force someone (laughs) obviously Uh, but you're both kind of in that mindset to be open for a message so if you're kind of spouting off like I see this I see a butterfly I see a cat I see a a boat traveling the ocean I see a blah 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 and as you're going through you're getting this person to write these things down or like I said record them and then you go back through it it might not mean anything to you at all but the person that you were reading might be like yeah um, my family came over on a ship when they first got here to this continent and they had a pet cat and the first thing they saw when they stepped off the boat was a bunch of monarch butterflies. Okay, so we're talking about your family history, where you come from, right? So it doesn't mean anything to me, but to them, they've made the connection.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right?
1: So I think it
0: seems, it seems like it would take a little bit more
1: time. It does. I find um, flying is one of those things It's very similar to meditation. If you try too hard to make things happen, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. If you allow... (laughs) Uh, Clearly, we can do it by accident. If you allow (laughs) it to happen, it happens naturally and easily. But therein lies the frustration, because if you do it once, and you completely let go, and that process happens, you're like, wow, that was so cool. And then you're like, I want to do it again. And they're like, come on, come on, come on. And you're like, and you're like damn, nothing happened. And you get frustrated.
0: Well, I'm, I'd be <laughs> lying if I didn't say that I've tried since.
1: Right? <laughs> so we fall into that. And I've done that with meditation. You know, I have a really great meditation session. I was like, wow, that was amazing. And then the next time I meditate, I'm like fidgety and I can't focus. I'm like, well, what happened to that last time that I was really, really great? I'm trying to either zone, I'm either right? not focused, not in the right frame, or I'm trying too hard. You know, trying to recreate something. So scrying is very much the same way. You have to just kind of allow it to happen.
0: So if you were to set it up for someone who is just learning or attempting to do it on purpose. Right. <laughs> how would you what it what what are your tips for this? What Take us through a process. As as I say, with anything, you you don't
1: need any fancy tools. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. the first time that I attempted scrying for myself, I had a cereal bowl and some water. Right. Uh, Nice. It it, it is helpful to have a dark, reflective surface, but that's not necessary. But um, if you have a patterned surface, it makes it a little bit more difficult. So you want something that's like solid white, solid blue, solid black, whatever. A solid color. Mm -hmm. And it can be a coffee cup. You know, as long as you have a little area. You can use a mirror. I find mirror scrying a little bit more difficult than water scrying. You said you were talking, you had a a flame when you were in the bath. You can do fire scrying as well. It's anything that kind of gives your eyes something to technically focus on but also not focus on at the same time so the way that i Mm -hmm. describe it is if you have your your bowl set up with your water you kind of want to be in a slightly darker room it doesn't have to be pitch black but darker is better because you don't have that glaring effect on the water and do you remember those pictures in the 90s where it was just a jumble of colors... And then you kind of relaxed your eyes... And a 3D image would pop out at you?
0: Yes. Yes. I totally so That's kind of what
1: those. you want to do. <laughs> it's like when you're staring off in the middle of space... You're in a room and you're actually looking at... The air inside the room... Instead of anything in the room. All right? So that's okay. kind of the feeling... That when you stare into the water you're trying to produce so you're not looking at the surface of the water, you're not looking past the water to the bowl, you're looking kind of somewhere in between.
0: Now for, would you recommend some sort of prior meditation or breathing exercises or something to, you know, maybe help create that, I don't know if this is the right word, trance?
1: States, well, scrying but. is very much a trance state, so it is always helpful to be able to do some sort of meditation, but it's not a hundred percent necessary. Now, if you're feeling agitated or anxious or even excited about the process, you might end up hindering yourself somewhat. So you have to be kind of on this um, almost a neutral playing field where you're like you're curious as to what might happen. But you don't really have any emotional attachment to whether it will be successful or not. That's a little bit of a tricky okay. state to get to when you first start, because you know you're excited, and if it if it works once, you're like, oh, I can't wait for this to happen again. But that's already kind of undermining it from happening again. So you, yeah, you have to just have this weird neutral state. I feel like I say easier said than done a lot. <laughs> <laughs> of course of course
0: right it is a little bit easier said than done these days but I understand the importance of what you're getting at you need to have that you yeah, need to be clear of mind even just like a quick
1: be... breathing exercise to just kind of make you focus in on what you're going to do is helpful
0: now we know that there is a ton of information out there for witches um, in regards to scrying and um, I wanted to ask about enchanting I've seen um, articles written on enchanting scrying mirrors or enchanting objects for the purpose of scrying so when we're talking about then using a bowl of water or, or whatnot what does that process look like? Do you feel like it's necessary? Um,
1: again, I um. That witch that wipes the Cheeto dust off her fingers and said, All right, let's do this, bitch. Right? I, uh, I. So, here on the side of let's just do this shit. But I also recognize Mm -hmm. that having something specific to do, because, like, I have a scrying bowl that I use just for scrying. Because when I take Mm -hmm. that bowl out, it sets up. What I am about to do. So it automatically having that attachment to that scrying bowl already alters my state of mind, right? So yes, you can use a coffee cup yeah. out of your cupboard, but you can also make that coffee cup out of your cupboard a sacred object, right? Now, what does that well? Look like? I think for that you can create sacred spaces you can create a place for that object so you can you can do like a fire cleanse or something quick like a little chant or a little rhyme that helps get you in the frame of mind now it it has nothing to do with the object and everything to do with your own state of mind and state of being if you don't right like if you don't feel like it's necessary to have sacred objects to do things and you are perfectly capable of doing something that doesn't require a specific object to do something specific go for it but if you're one of those people that when I grab this scrying bowl it creates the mindset for me to be able to come in and know that this is a process this is um, almost like a ritual that I am going to be performing and that helps you bring yourself into that space where you can create something from divinity to hear that message then do it yeah
0: yeah I I, I think that what you said there is really important um, because some people do require the You know, the entire ritual type um, setup for a divination process.
1: And there is something to be said for that. Like I said, you know, like when you perform those tasks, it alters your state of being. So, yeah. For for me, I don't necessarily need that. Like, yeah, I mean, my desk is a cluttered mess, so I usually clean off my desk. So for me, that would, I guess, be the ritual of me preparing my desk for whether I do readings, or scrying, or a ritual, or write a spell, or whatever. Right? Whereas...
0: Because it's about you and it draws your energy and right. it brings your energy.
1: But, in. you know, if, if setting out the candles and placing your crystals, doing the salt ring, you know, the, the circle around the candle or the bowl or the, whatever you're going to be using. If that is something that you require in order to create that space around you and you'll feel the energy in the room change. Like even as I'm talking about it, the energy in this room is changing.
0: Oh, yeah, right. So
1: if you find that you need these things, then use them. Use everything you've got in your arsenal. And it'll create that space for you to be able to do it. Is it necessary? Not so much. Does it help? Probably. I find
0: that when I do anything, a little bit of a preparation right um i have my own kind of you know way i lay things out and the way i like to do things and that like you said in and itself is preparing yourself and getting you into this state Mm -hmm. of mind so i can see how this would be very important for some and also not very important for others because ultimately, that energy. Well, comes and, from
1: and you know, you. I'm I'm a bit you know, if you've done the the four personality types, I'm a driver. I'm like, let's get this shit done yesterday, right? So for me, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I get frustrated by the process <laughs> of laying everything out. I'm like, I could have been doing this five minutes ago already, but yeah, here I am, still trying to find a candle. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Just get it done. So, if you're like me, (laughs) it might work for you to just go. All right, let's do this. Right. Um,
0: what would you say your number one piece of advice would be for
1: anyone setting out on this grind journey? Not be hard on yourself. If it doesn't happen Mm. right away, it's not. It's going to go anywhere. It, it'll take some time. And sometimes you have to be in the right frame of mind in order to do it. And, right? The sweet spot. <laughs> I know where you got that from. <laughs> yeah. But, <Yep. laughs> you know, you have to be open to failure as well as to success. And it's not really a failure, it's just okay, well, nothing happened, I'll try again later. So don't get caught up in whether things work or not. They will manifest when they're meant to. And if you keep at it and you keep trying without placing a guilt on yourself for not achieving or placing... An expectation on yourself and your craft, and just allowing what happens to happen. Better things will come than if you try and force it. That's. Okay. Good <laughs> <You're getting>
0: goosebumps. <laughs> as, long as I can do that at least once a day, I'm happy. So. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think that's invaluable advice. Really, I do, and thank you for sharing that because I think it's forgotten. You know, I think it's forgotten, and there are pressures, even as you know, as a you know beginner
1: witch, but Not even to remember that those
0: those pressures. We
1: all go through stages yeah. in our our process in our path that. You know, sometimes we're really good at something and then we get really frustrated when suddenly we're not good at it anymore. But that just means that maybe there's a new path open to us. And instead of clinging on to what we had, let's embrace what's coming.
0: That's great. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) I love you, Lynn. <laughs> I love you, Lynn Like seriously, I, having you join me in this journey is is. Oh, I'm just so glad great. that Thank I'm you so allowed
1: much. to be able to share uh, this with people. Like when I first started out, you know, the the looks you'd get when you're like, "Well, I'm pagan." they like, "What the hell is pagan? What does that mean?" I'm a witch. Oh, you're a witch. So do you ride on a broomstick and wear a hat? And then you're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah cast a spell do, do a spell do something witchy i'm like oh, wait. i
0: told i told a friend of mine i couldn't make his hair grow
1: <laughs> i'm like sorry dude that that shit has failed
0: yeah. that's genetics man i can't <laughs> change that as
1: much that as i'd love to Kind a of person to be able to I manipulate dna all it. right not me
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe you ought to check with the scientist. <laughs> you know the other side of this magic. <laughs> I, don't I don't even I think, think that's science part has of the remastered science. the hair growth.
1: But that's another deal for another time.
0: <laughs> well, and I do too, right? Yeah. So there's the other side of that. But has science been able to make a man's hair Rogaine? grow back? I don't know yeah like i think it's pretty yeah. limited so genetics are oh, genetics 100. anyway <laughs> um so thank you for joining me tonight as always it's a pleasure i'm just still <laughs> no, laughing about this it's good it's fun hair growing <laughs> all right everybody well thank you for joining us tonight thank you lynn for joining us tonight to chat about scrying i think we have um one more divination topic to cover um together so we'll tackle that for next week everybody don't forget that you can find us on instagram at witch talk i don't know if i've ever spelt this out before but um it's at w-i-t period c h t a l k you know there's a few witch talks out there i guess um that being said follow us if you have any questions want to participate uh definitely uh, dm me through that instagram account and i'll be able to get back to you thank you again lynn i think i've said that three times so we should be good now
1: not a word have anything
0: else to add All right. Well, this is Amy signing off for Witch Talk. Good night, everyone.